With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Friday, wherever you may find yourself across this great country, across this great world. It has been a wild week. I've been playing a lot of sports with my kids. I'm sure I'm going to be playing even more as we head into the weekend. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. So much to discuss, so much to dive into, and thank the Lord that the NFL has continued to keep its schedule rolling and not changed anything at all because as a result, we're under three weeks until the NFL draft happens. Now, we know already that we've got rolling right now here in the Geico Outkick Studios. We've got NFL free agency, which has been a pretty good storyline. The NFL has been the one sports league whose calendar has not really changed that much. They went ahead and took care of the NFL free agency. Uh, They now are going to do the draft. It's going to be substantially different than it would have otherwise been had it been occurring in Las Vegas. It would have been a big-time show and been a lot of fun to watch. But now it's going uh, to still take place. It'll feel different, much like many of the television programs that you're watching where you got people in the inside of their homes as opposed to in the studios where they would ordinarily be uh, located. And I believe the biggest story by far, we talked about this a little bit yesterday with Dr. Chow, uh, as Tua has sort of made his way back into the media landscape, the biggest story by far in terms of what's going to happen at the top of the NFL draft is almost entirely connected with Tua Tagovailoa and where he is going to be uh, drafted. And he has been doing more and more media of late 
In fact, he went on ESPN Sports Center uh, recently. We've got the audio of Tua there. Let me play that for you. And then when we come back out of that audio, I'm going to break down the top six picks of the NFL draft because I think that's where all the drama is going to be. And we will talk about what we think is likely to happen. I'll bring in the crew. We'll debate. We'll discuss. And uh, that is where we uh, are headed in this program. So appreciate all of you hanging out. Let me go ahead and bring up here is Tua Tagovailoa uh, talking with ESPN about the latest on his health status. I've been really excited to actually just be able to go out and throw the ball. It's been a long process. I mean, four months waiting, going through all the physicals, going through rehab, and just being able to go out there and, and throw the ball, spin it. I mean, it's it's been good. There's little to none as far as soreness. I think a lot of that was in the front end of rehab. Going throughout this process, being able to run, throw, I haven't felt sore or things like that, so it's it's been good. I feel like if I had to go out there and perform the same way I did my sophomore year and my junior year, uh, being 100% healthy, I mean, I feel like I'd be able to go out there and do that. It's like a normal conversation between me and coach. At first, you think of it as, dang, I'm going to the principal's office. (laughs) But now, just the relationship we've created over time, it's it's easy. I mean, you can just be yourself in in those meetings, talk to him, give your input, and he'll give you the same. It's it's just been really good. He's he's a great person that I have to rely on. Let's go scale of 1 to 10, 10 feeling the best you've ever felt. How would you rate your body right now? I'd say I'm, I'm 100% right now. I'm, I'm just ready to go out and play. Okay, that was Tua on ESPN. Now, you look at the top of the draft, and almost all of the drama, I believe, is directly associated with what is going to happen with Tua. Let me explain what I mean. Right now, the Bengals, it would be a huge upset if the Bengals made a decision to do something other than take Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow right now, I'm pulling up the absolute latest odds on the FoxBet app. Uh, You can go gamble, by the way, in Pennsylvania and in New Jersey on where people are going to get drafted, uh, what the drama is associated with the NFL in general. And right now, the, uh, the, the situation about who the number one overall pick, there's not a lot of drama. Joe Burrow is minus 3,300 to be the number one overall pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I know that as we get closer to the draft, there'll probably be some drama coming out about some of the, uh, some of the you know, uh, there's always the rumors and dra- draft, uh, draft drama and everything else. But right now, the biggest favorite in the entire draft is Joe Burrow to go number one overall. Now, what's going to happen after that is really pretty fascinating. You can even bet on the top three in exact order right now on Fox Bet. Joe Burrow, number one, Chase Young, number two, Tua Tagovailoa, number three, is actually the most likely outcome in the NFL draft if you had to bet as to what that is going to look like. And so uh, let, me, let me kind of dive into this a little bit and talk about where and how all of this is going to be uh to, to be kind of put into place, all right? So if you think about the draft order, I just told you the odds makers, Fox Bet, has made right now Joe Burrow a monumentally massive favorite to go number one overall, the Cincinnati Bengals. 
But then number two overall with the Washington Redskins, remember when there was a little bit of drama about what the Washington Redskins might do and there was talk that they maybe were going to trade and go draft Tua? I think that's basically been eliminated by and large with the move that the Redskins made to go get Kyle Allen. And I know a lot of you have been paying attention to see what the early era of Ron Rivera might be like, but the decision to go get Kyle Allen really pencils in uh, at the number two overall spot, the idea that the Redskins are going to go get Chase Young. And in an ideal world, if you pay attention to it, uh, a lot of the draft Knicks out there will say Chase Young could be Lawrence Taylor-like in terms of his overall impact. And so given Ron Rivera's defensive background, given everything going on right now in Washington, I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is the right guy. Certainly we played, I think it was last week, audio from Ron Rivera discussing whether or not it made sense uh, for Dwayne Haskins to be considered the overall starter. And really, he said, basically, this is going to be a competition with Kyle Allen. And so I think that's likely to continue. But it seems pretty clear that number one overall is going to be Joe Burrow. Number two overall is going to be Ohio State defensive end Chase Young. Both those guys had, not surprisingly, incredible seasons. And so one, two for the Bengals and the Redskins seems pretty clear. But wait at number three. The Detroit Lions have got a lot of money invested in Matthew Stafford. I think the likelihood that they are going to draft Tua Tagovailoa is pretty low. But I think somebody is going to trade up to get to that Lions spot in order to draft Tua number three overall. Because I think you look at the Lions and the Giants who have the next two picks and they don't have quarterback needs by and large. Of course, the Giants just took Daniel Jones last year. The Lions have already spent big money on Matthew Stafford. They can't really move on from him without having a huge salary cap hit. We know Matt Patricia is under fire already in Detroit. It seems unlikely that he would be willing to uh, to, to, to take a risk on a young quarterback given the fact that he's coming off a 3-12-1 season. Stafford should be back healthy. To me, the Lions and the Giants, one of these two teams is almost guaranteed to make a trade with somebody else to potentially allow them to rise up and get Tua before the Dolphins are drafting at five. And then remember, you have the Chargers sitting there at six. And then at seven and eight, you got the Panthers. The Panthers have made their move with Teddy Bridgewater. The Cardinals already have drafted quarterbacks in the first round two straight years. They're happy with Kyler Murray. I think that becomes very unlikely that those guys are going to make a move. So who is going to try to leap up and get that Lions pick or get that Giants pick to get in front of Miami? Now, it's possible nobody's going to make that move. It's possible the Dolphins are not going to fill the need to trade up. It's possible nobody's going to try to leap the Dolphins. Again, I don't think that's likely. I think we're going to see some drama. I think somebody's going to trade up to the Lions or the Giants spot. But if nothing happened, if you just want nothing to happen, then the Lions, the Giants draft, and then you get to the Dolphins, who I think would take Tua, and then the Chargers take uh, take Justin Herbert, and that's kind of the situation. We've got three quarterbacks going in the top six. I think that's going to happen. But I believe the Dolphins are going to get leapt. And as a result, I think Tua is going to end up going three or four 
instead of going either five or six. Now, that's my expectation. There is a lot of excitement surrounding this. I can't wait to see what's going to happen, even though we're still three weeks out, uh, I guess 20 days exactly, from the NFL draft. Let me go ahead and bring the crew in and talk about who might be willing or able to make that move and go grab Tua as we think looking forward about how things may shake out. Let me start with Danny G. Danny G, what do you think is going to happen with Tua? Do you buy into my idea that somebody's going to trade up to three or four to go get Tua, or do you think the Dolphins are going to stay at five and get him? I actually think that the Dolphins are going to draft him. Staying at five, or you think the Dolphins are going to draft him moving all the way up to potentially three to keep uh, somebody else from trading in front of them? When all the dust settles, they'll be able to stay at five and get him. Just because the amount of good quarterbacks that are available in the top ten. So you think Justin Herbert goes six overall to the Chargers and the Chargers aren't worried about trying to move up above him at all? You don't think that plays in? I think the one wild card quarterback that we're all unsure of where he's going to go is Jordan Love. He's got all the upside, that big arm, but does he need to get into the right offense, the right coaching staff? Who could take Jordan Love maybe the next star in the NFL as far as a guy that you can mold that might not be a number one or two overall guy, but if you could get him in the top ten, when everything is said and done in three years from now, we may look back and be like, wow, everybody passed on Jordan Love and they messed up. Uh, Look, I don't think there's any doubt. Three of the top six are likely to be quarterbacks. And Jordan Love, I mean, look, he could end up being the best of them all. I think Jalen Hurts, there's some drama there. There's certainly a lot of people who are sitting around saying, I like Jacob Eason, I like Jake Fromm. We still don't know what the Patriots might do at 23. Could they blow everybody's mind and do something which has never really happened before, which is trade up in a big way and make a play for Tua? Because right now they're sitting with Brian Hoyer and they've got otherwise a, uh, a, a young quarterback that isn't really uh, hasn't really proven much of anything in Jared Stidham so there's still a lot of uncertainty there let me keep rolling around here with the crew Dub what do you think what do you think is going to happen here do you think someone is going to have to try trade up to get Tua at three or four or are the Dolphins going to be safe sitting at five and be able to still draft Tua without having to worry about somebody jumping them I don't think there's any chance that Tua drops all the way to five. Okay. I think, but I do think, I agree with Danny G. I think the Dolphins might be the team that trades up to go get him because they're sitting there thinking at number five, the likelihood that he falls to us is pretty slim. And I think that's what they're actively, you know, going through their mind right now. So the Dolphins, I think they're the best team and they're in the best position to be that team to trade up because in their next two seasons, their next two drafts, they have so many first and second round picks to use to try and trade up. This year alone, they have three first round picks and two second round picks. And then in 2021, they have two more first round picks and two more second round picks. So they've got nine total picks in the first two rounds for the next two drafts to work with to try to move up to that three spot, which I think and you think is the spot to be in order for the Lions to trade back with teams that are looking to try to trade up with Tua. So I think it is going to be the Dolphins. I think it is going to be the third pick, and I think they will be taking Tua Tagovailoa there. 
Now, do you buy into there being any drama at all, uh, Dub, with uh, the decision that has to be made about Joe Burrow? Because right now he's minus 3,300 to go one overall to the Bengals. Do you think we're basically set with number one being Burrow to the Bengals and number two being Chase Young to the Redskins? Are those as close to sure things in your mind as possible? Joe Burrow, without a doubt, will be drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. The only, I mean, I just mentioned the Dolphins have nine total picks in the first two rounds. If they offered like six of those picks to the Cincinnati, I think they would maybe consider it, but the Dolphins aren't going to do that. So I think Joe Burrow to Cincinnati is a lock. And with the Redskins, you know, I wasn't so sure initially about a month or so ago about them and what they were going to do at number two. But after them going after Kyle Allen and signing him, I think it's pretty pretty clear that they will be drafting Chase Young there in the second spot. Kyle Allen basically made it clear, right? As soon as they went and got Kyle Allen, the idea that they're going to bring in another new quarterback with Ron Rivera in year one basically disappears. Absolutely, because you look at Dwayne Haskins, it'll be his second year. Kyle Allen, another young guy. It just wouldn't make sense to have three you know, first or second year quarterbacks on one roster. If they are going to bring in a third guy, I would think it would be someone, you know, like the Patriots bringing in Brian Hoyer. I would think it would be a guy that's been around the league, you know, for 10 plus years to be that mentor type role, not another rookie. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any doubt at all about that. What about you, Eddie Garcia? Which direction would you go? Where do you think Tua is going to end up? Well, I don't think there's any question you're right. I think Tua is definitely the most intriguing player in this uh, first round of the draft because of the hip injury and because of the coronavirus. Our trainer is going to be able to, you know, how teams, how confident are they going to be that his hip injury is going to be okay, even though they haven't had their own people look at him. So it would be great to see a team be aggressive and jump up and into the top five and, and go after him. I think he's probably going to end up at number five to the Dolphins. But uh, and who knows? I mean, if there's anybody on the board that could be a candidate to to fall down the board, uh, it certainly is too as well. So he's definitely going to be – it's going to be fun to watch where he goes. Right now, Cam Newton is favored to potentially still join the Chargers, even though uh, that seems a little bit out there. We know they've got Tyrod Taylor. Is there much enthusiasm gap or difference if you are in L.A. and you are a Charger fan for Tua as compared to Justin Herbert or in your mind as a – season ticket holder by marriage uh eddie is that are those functionally fungible options like there's not going to be a lot more excitement for tua than there would be for herbert you buy that does it really matter which of those guys from a 2020 interest level i I think for people who really follow college football i think there you know there would be more excitement about tua now obviously la is more about more about the pac-12 and obviously they know justin herbert as well so you know, there's a little bit of that that works in his, into it as well. But I think it would be a pretty a, a big statement for the Chargers. You know, in this market, they've now lost their all-time franchise quarterback in Phillip Rivers to make a, a, a big splash and do what they can to try and move up in the draft. Um, I, I mean, I think that would send a nice message to you know people like me who are season ticket holders that they're not going to just kind of sit back and you know, take what's left for them, that they're going to make a a move, be aggressive and prove that they want to be kind of more of a player in this market. You know, maybe they're lulling us all to sleep, but it seems like everything they're doing at this point is just saying, we're going to stick with Tyrod Taylor in the beginning. Yeah. We'll probably draft Justin Herbert. uh, And, and he'll, once he develops and is ready to go, then we'll put him in there. But you know, you would think they'd want to make a big splash to go into the new stadium, but maybe they're thinking just being in a new stadium in itself 
will be enough to generate excitement for the fan base to keep them content for a while. Lots of time to talk, but again, I think all the drama is surrounding Tua as he is now basically sending out uh, as many different messages as he can that he is going to be close to 100% healthy by the time the draft actually gets here. Who's going to end up with him? It's the drama surrounding the draft, and this is the drama surrounding OutKick. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Friday edition of the program off and running. Thanks for hanging with us. Make sure, by the way, you don't miss the podcast. We have had the largest podcast audience in the history of the show in March, the month that just ended, even though... We only had 11 days of actual sports in that uh, market and in that month. I appreciate all of you. We're going to be joined here shortly by Lance Taylor, as we always are on the Friday edition of the program at the Lance Taylor. He's down in Alabama, where obviously Tua Tagovailoa has been plying his football trade so far. What does he think about the decision? And uh, what does he think about the NFL draft moves in general as it pertains to the quarterback position? This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Lance Taylor joins us now at 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham at the Lance Taylor on Twitter. LT, we just started off the show talking about uh, what's going to happen with Tua. And uh, I know you've been covering Tua for a, a while now down in Alabama. He seems to be showing that he's pretty healthy, at least in general. What do you anticipate uh, from Tua? Miami Dolphins get him. Do the Chargers get him? If you were betting right now, what's the most likely outcome? You know, we asked the question earlier today, is it going to be, you know, because it seems like Miami's all in on Tua. Is it Miami yeah. or the field? I think I would take the field just because, you know, even Matthew Stafford right now, a top-ten quarterback, you've still got to look to the future if you're Detroit. You mentioned the Chargers. They really wanted Brady. I don't think he falls any further than number three at Detroit. So if you want him, you got to move up and get him. Uh, he's saying all the right things, you know, just watching the clips on him, watching the video. He looks good. The footwork looks good. He looks healthy. He's saying he's 100% healthy. He believes he can play in 2020 if we have an NFL season. Um, you know, I don't know. I watched him for a long time, Clay, and you know this. When he's on the field and he's healthy, he's elite, and he's got the potential to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, he's that good. He could be a franchise quarterback that could win Super Bowls. But I just don't know if he can stay upright. I just haven't seen – a long enough sample size for him, you know, couldn't make it really 12 games without at least being injured to some degree in any season in Alabama. And when we're talking about now what is going to be a 17-game season in the NFL, it just doesn't seem likely. Of the guys that are out there that seem like they're likely to go in the top six, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Burrow, who would you buy stock in? Well, if Tua's going to be healthy, that would be my guy. You know, I've loved Justin Herbert from day one, but a lot of inconsistencies this year, and I was a little underwhelmed, although they end up number five nationally. I think a lot of that had to do with their defense. 
Um, so I think Herbert, Herbert's got the upside. And Burrow, if he was able to play like he did this past year in Joe Brady's system with those great receivers, but I've only seen it for one year. I mean, you and I watch a lot of SEC football, and Joe Burrow was an average quarterback coming into this season. If you would have told me to rank my top five quarterbacks going into 2019 just in the SEC, I don't know if Burrow would have been there. And now he's going to be the number one overall pick, and he's minus 3,300 at Fox Bet to be that number one overall pick, which is pretty crazy. And he put up one of the greatest seasons of all time. Now, um, yeah, if you would have told me, Clay, that, that there's going to be an SEC quarterback outside of Tua that is going to yep. get number one overall a year ago, I would have said it's Jake Fromm. Jake yeah. Fromm's going to have a tremendous year, and Georgia is maybe going to win a national championship. And if you would have told me Fromm you know, won a Heisman Trophy, that would have been believable to me. Joe Burrow to do it and to win a national championship and go 15-0 and to now be the number one overall pick, it blows my mind. Uh, I, I bet uh, Jake Fromm to be the Heisman Trophy winner because I thought he would be the SEC quarterback who really took a next step. And now it looks like he may be a second-round pick, uh, maybe a third-round pick. Who knows exactly where he's going to go, but he's certainly not in that top tier. Uh, we were also talking, speaking of top tier, about Cam Newton and how far, far he has fallen. Uh, we talked a lot about that this week in general. What do you see as the future for Cam? God, I don't know, Clay, because, you know, you go back to 2015 and he was an elite player. And I was not surprised because in 2010, before this Burrow season, I think most people would have agreed that's the greatest one season we've seen in the history of college football. In route to winning a national championship and winning a Heisman Trophy, and he was just completely dominant. I didn't know how it would translate to the NFL. And in 2015 happens, they go 15-1, they go to a Super Bowl, he wins the MVP, and he was a dominant player. But... There's been a lot of average years that surround that, and now you look at Cam Newton, just got lied to. I don't know if he could stay healthy. You know, he's lost his last eight NFL starts. I know some of those were because he was injured, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's a better option than some others at quarterback right now, but I don't know if he's going to have a starting job in 2020, and I'd be really hesitant if I was a general manager to bring him in, pay him the money you're going to have to pay him at this juncture in his career to maybe not be able to be healthy. All right, it's Friday morning. I know you got your radio show to do. Uh, we're doing our show now. But usually when it's Friday, you're already thinking, boom, it's going to be the weekend. I can't wait to get into the weekend. But then when it's quarantine season, your life's really not that much different on Saturday and Sunday than it is on Monday through Friday. Are you like not as excited for the weekend as you would ordinarily be? The only two reasons I am, and it's because based on what you and I do for a living and having to get up so early, yeah, is I'll get to sleep in on Saturday and Sunday, and I get to have a really good breakfast on both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. You know, I'm eating like a Cliff Bar here and there, or I'm grabbing an orange just because you don't yeah. have any time. Because yep. when you wake up at three thirty, four in the morning, you you really don't want to sit down and eat a meal, and so in between four and five minute breaks, it's impossible to to get anything down. So those are the only two things. <laughs> I really look forward to the other thing, and this is, you know, uh, a sad admission, but I'm a big bourbon guy, but I only drink beer and wine during the week, and the only time I get to enjoy my bourbon is on the weekend just in case I pass the point I shouldn't. And so being in quarantine on Friday or Saturday, I will completely get after it with a bourbon. So um, will you find yourself watching any of the old – like I've already found myself watching games that are old. Like I was uh, – my, my nine-year-old likes to watch games with me. And the other day, you know, as we were getting ready for bed, he's like, Dad, what can we watch? And I was like, I, I don't know. So we end up watching, you know, South Carolina, Georgia. 
uh, which is maybe the biggest surprise of all the games that are out there. But I find myself finding old games and just kind of sitting on them. Do you think there's a decent chance you'll be watching some old games this weekend as well? Well, I did it twice this week. I kicked off Monday with Monday Night Football with the Rams and Chiefs from 2018. Phenomenal game. They had to move it to the Coliseum because the field conditions were so bad. I even caught myself not only watching it, Clay, but tweeting out Rams up 6 nothing after perfect first drive. <laughs> yeah. So I'm even getting involved in Twitter. I just miss it so much. And then Thursday night, you know, maybe the best college game we've seen all, of all time, at least meaningful, was, you know, that Rose Bowl between Texas and USC, which was just on last night. So, you know, that was one of those that, that I definitely sampled. So, yeah, I mean, you know, not to the degree that some are doing it. What's weird is, you know, I'm a big television guy and a big big movie guy. I've actually watched a little bit less. I have tried, and fortunately in Birmingham where I'm based, we've had some really good weather. I'm getting out multiple times during the day and trying to do some sort of activity just to get my mind off of everything. So I haven't watched nearly as much TV as I thought I would. Now at night, you know, I'm doing different things. I'm cooking because typically I'm going out to eat six nights a week, um, maybe even seven on some weeks. But between cooking and, and doing daily activities, I mean, I've kind of stayed away from TV. What do you think it's going to be like when suddenly everybody is able to do whatever they want again? Is it going to be like, be, you know, like the people just making out, making out in the street, you know, when, when World War II ended, oh. when everybody suddenly realized, like, uh, like, can you imagine the first night back at the bar when all the bars nationwide just suddenly start opening again? Yeah, but, you know, we've got so many levels of people. You know, you've got your neurotics out there and your germaphobes, and you've got people that just throw costs into the wind. And I think everybody is dying to get out. I mean, you know, there are uh, 30-year-old beautiful women, and uh, I'm sure men across America that are in quarantine and have not been able to see the opposite sex in forever. So once the gloves are off, I can't even imagine what's going to go down. But it's almost like, you know, now when you go, do you give the bro handshake or do you do the regular handshake with somebody? And sometimes it becomes an awkward exchange. Yeah, I think that might even be some of the stuff that we're seeing because I think, you know, in the back of people's heads, it's still going to be, okay, we're finally cleared to go. We've got this thing under control, but it's still out there. So do I really want to be up in somebody's face? Am I giving them a hug? You know, how often am I going to be going to bars? Is it business as usual? Am I going straight back to concerts and sporting events? So, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I tell myself day one, I will be going straight out to dinner. Um, probably even at my age, I will go to some for, some form of an establishment and stay out late night just because I haven't been able to do it in so long. But I, I don't know. We're talking to Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 Jocks on Birmingham uh, stations down there radio-wise. Uh, do you care whether, like, if I told you right now, NFL and college football will be normal seasons. You'll be able to watch every game, every game that's scheduled will take place. Do you care whether crowds are involved at all, or would you sign up for that in a heartbeat? Well, two weeks ago when we talked about having the NCAA tournament with no crowds, and when that first came down from Mark Emmert, I said, oh, this is going to be so hollow, and it's not going to have the feel that it had. You know, that atmosphere is so important. But now I am so greedy for anything that we can get. We're just so fearful. You know, it's almost like we can stomach missing a little bit of baseball and the NBA season maybe getting suspended and ultimately canceled. 
But if we don't get our football, I don't know yeah. what we'll do as a society. So, yeah, I'll take it any way I can get it right now. Even if you were to tell me we're going to shorten you know, the regular season in football to eight games and just conference games, and then we'll have a playoff. And, you know, the NFL is going to be shortened to 12 games. I'll take anything I can get right now. What do you think about O.J. Simpson coming out and saying in a video that he thinks basically Carol Baskin uh, killed, uh, <laughs> killed her husband? Irony meter off the charts there that O.J. obviously. It's un- unbelievable. I mean, do you think he's self-aware enough, or do you think he convinced himself that he didn't do it such that he doesn't even see the, uh, what he's doing? It could be one of those two, or the fact that, hey, if I say this, if, if I, I am this ridiculous and coming out with a statement like this, this even proves further that I didn't do it. So I think you can take it on one of three levels. Um, yeah, but I'm really not amazed at any point now that, that O.J. comes out with this. But it is interesting this case has been opened back up, right? Yeah, if you were if you were sitting around, do you think Carol Baskin, do you think she killed her husband? Yeah, I mean, if I'm betting. Or now, knows uh, either killed him or knows way, who I'll, killed him. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like if I could wager in which – I think you and I would love to wager on anything that would be out there possibly right now. But if that was one of those futures that you could grab and we knew this thing is going to be solved in the next six months, so it is legitimate money that is put up, I would say yes, that that she was heavily involved. You know, I don't know if she necessarily fed him to to the big cats, um, but but yeah, she she knows his whereabouts. I don't think there's any doubt at all about that uh, either. Uh, we're talking to Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. What do you think about Brady moving into Derek Jeter's 30,000-square-foot place down in Tampa Bay? It just makes sense, right? I mean, you can't have Jeter, by the way, making the decision when he was a single guy to build a 30,000-square-foot place. I'm not saying anybody needs 30,000 square feet, but, you know, like Philip Rivers has got nine or ten kids. You know, he's got a family. You can see if you're super wealthy how you build like a palace like that, maybe if you got tons of kids. Jeter as a single guy having a 30,000 square foot place is just the ultimate uh, ultimate move, isn't it? I, 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 I just I don't get it. I mean, because how much of the house do you use? Like, to me, you know, I went through a divorce years ago, and, and I've got the house now, and I'm like, I just don't even need this space. And it's not even on the radar of something like that. So, you know, if you're a single dude, and obviously he's got the money so he can have his groundskeepers and he's probably got 24-hour butler and cooks and, you know, a house cleaner there. But I just don't even know what you would do with it. I mean, obviously you could throw some great Gatsby parties, but 30000 seems a little excessive. But, hey, you know, he can't spend his money, so why not? Uh, good stuff as always, LT. Have a good weekend. Appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate you hanging out with us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the weekend, Clay. See you, man. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trips of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be let me go ahead and bring in my guy, Chad Withrow, at Withrow Zone on Twitter. 
With Roy, we've been getting into some interesting uh, conversations. First of all, thanks for getting up early with us um, on uh, the show, breaking down sort of the NFL draft. I mean, thank God the NFL draft is not moved and it's still coming up in a few weeks. But Tua Tagovailoa has been going out and starting to kind of demonstrate that his health is not going to be at least the primary question. It seems like now the shift has become who is going to trade up potentially to get Tua. Where do you think he ends up going and do you think somebody is willing to trade up, or do you think the Dolphins are able to get him by just sticking at five? I still think that the Dolphins at five is the most likely scenario. But I do love how in this time where it's obviously not a traditional draft process for these prospects play, I like how Tua Tungabailoa has marketed himself with these short little videos uh, where he's training with Trent Dilfer, in fact, in, in one of them. I think it's really cool to see how he sort of marketed himself but I think the two tongue of my lower question is the most interesting one going into this draft because you know Joe Burrow is going number one to Cincinnati. And then after that, it's who covets him the most and can Miami sit there? And, and also the possibility to me is Miami could trade up even five, um, a couple spots up and possibly draft him as well. So uh, I think that's where the most intrigue lies. And I'm really interested to see uh, the broadcast of this draft uh, with everything going on and, and how they pull it off because – you obviously have a captivated audience play, as you mentioned, because right now you've got everyone at home craving any type of sports programming, and that's exactly what they're going to get with the NFL draft. Uh, we are also talking about what the Chargers are going to do. And obviously, Justin Herbert, Tua is a part of their decision-making, but they have Tyrod Taylor, and they basically said, hey, we expect for him to be our starting quarterback. Cam Newton is sitting around out there. My inclination, I just started off hour two talking about this on the program. My inclination was, man, Tyrod Taylor is a pale approximation of the talent that Cam Newton is. It seems to me that the Chargers have to go get him. And then when you actually look at their numbers over the last 46 games, Tyrod Taylor's numbers are better than Cam Newton's from a quarterback passing percentage, uh, completion percentage. They are better from a quarterback rating perspective. They're better from uh, a touchdowns to INTs perspective. And his team has won more games than Cam Newton's. Does that blow your mind, too, that when you put these two guys side by side, that maybe Tyrod Taylor could be the better option for the Chargers than Cam Newton? Blows my mind. I never would have thought that Tyrod Taylor's numbers were better or even close to Cam I, I'm the same as you. Here's what's crazy about Cam Newton, though, Clay. I feel like, and let's say it's not the Chargers, it's whoever the team may be that's quarterback needy right now, doesn't it seem like Cam Newton is one of the fastest players in NFL history to go from incredibly overvalued to incredibly undervalued? Yeah. Uh, almost overnight. I mean, I, I, I thought for a while that he was overvalued as a starting quarterback and a franchise quarterback, but now that I see the market out there, I'm thinking, how is Cam Newton not signing to be the starter somewhere? with some team or have a legitimate shot, and it's all just talks of him being a backup somewhere. To, to me, that's amazing because I still think Cam Newton is better than the bottom end of starting quarterbacks in the NFL and could still start for someone. We're still kind of coming to grips with the fact that Tom Brady is going to be a Patriot. And on the show, we talked about how crazy it was. If you think about iconic stars and how different it feels to see them in new uniforms – whether it was Michael Jordan, who I think everybody pictures as number 23 for the Chicago Bulls, suddenly being in a Washington Wizards uniform, whether it was Wayne Gretzky going from the Edmonton Oilers to the LA Kings, whether it's Joe Montana ending up from a 49ers to the Kansas City Chiefs, 
now you've got Brady with this iconic Patriot connection suddenly being in maybe, I mean, you could argue that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up there with the Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe the most irrelevant franchises in NFL history. And I know the Bucs have won a Super Bowl, but now that Brady is going to be there and reports are he's going to be living in Derek Jeter's 30,000 square foot mansion, uh, 30,000 square foot mansion, I should say, how crazy is it really? Have you gotten your head, your hands kind of grabbed or your head grabbed around, gripped around the idea that Tom Brady is going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer? No, it's still very weird. And I'm, I'm still looking at this from the business perspective of just how big of a boom this is for Tampa yeah. uh, as a market and for that franchise and season ticket sales and jersey sales and everything else that goes into it. Clay, I pulled this stat when he signed with Tampa that just blew my mind in terms of Brady success versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise success. Brady has five times as many playoff wins, six times as many Super Bowl wins, and seven times as many 30-touchdown seasons as all quarterbacks in Bucks history combined. He could lose his next 283 starts and still have a better <laughs> career record than the entire Bucks franchise. How about that in terms of success and greatness going to one of the all-time worst franchises in all of sports. To me, that's the most interesting marriage is you've got this guy who is uh, super competitive, obviously, uh, that's from a structure and a locker room and a franchise that their only association is with winning at all costs, is doing the right thing, is doing your job and everything else. So how does that personality now leading the Bucks franchise blend in with this group of guys who really haven't experienced much success at all and may even be turned off by just the way Tom Brady is in the locker room and on the field and how he's going to call out teammates. So I think that's going to be the most interesting part of this. Are they all all in with Tom Brady and they're going to listen to everything he says and they're not going to take it the wrong way the first time he, you know, we had Nate Washington on our show in Nashville and he talked about the, the training camp he spent with the, with the Patriots and how Tom Brady was screaming at him on the field, on the practice field, during a walkthrough for not running fast enough back to the huddle. Um, is that going to rub some of these Bucks players the wrong way, or are they just going to completely relent and give in to Tom Brady and understand that what he's trying to do is get them to be a winner? To me, that's going to be the most interesting process with the marriage of Tom Brady and this Bucks team. Yeah, I mean, it is going to be incredibly interesting to see. And also, I'm still kind of trying to figure out how the Titans were so confident in Ryan Tannehill that they basically gave the Heisman to Tom Brady and said, thanks, but no thanks, right? Uh, Because initially when the Titans signed Ryan Tannehill, my thought was, oh, and you may have lived through this too, this is like when a girl you kind of wanted to go to prom with ended up with somebody else and you're like, oh, I didn't really want to go with her anyway, right? Uh, Something I've had a good experience with. But it seems like the Titans actually just turn down Tom Brady, and that means now that whatever happens with Brady in Tampa Bay, everybody who is going to be paying attention to Ryan Tannehill and comparing these two guys, right? Because it seems clear to me, and I'm curious if you agree, the Titans could have gotten Tom Brady if they had wanted him. Absolutely. I think that's the case, and I'm always going to wonder. Um, it's all, it's always going to be the one that got away to me, and, and I've said this a lot, but If you're a Titans fan, it is fair to sit back and watch any level of success that the Tampa Bay Bucs have and think, well, that could have been us uh, if you're a Titans fan because with Tom Brady there. And here's the other thing. I think the Titans organization, and they're not the only one that does this, I think they always are going to choose the known over the unknown. 
they're going to take the safe bet over swinging big most of the time, even with John Robinson's trades and everything else. I think that they're just a lot more comfortable with the known of Ryan Tannehill and what they think that he can bring to that offense and knowing that Derrick Henry was going to be back, even if he's franchise tagged. They had no no designs on losing him. So they know they're going to be a run-based offense. They like what Arthur Smith did at offensive coordinator with that. So they're usually going to choose the safe known over the unknown. I'm always going to think about the unknown. But here's part of the known with Tom Brady if he's a Titan. It's exactly what I said about Tampa Bay. The, the, Nissan Stadium has had a problem filling the seats. No doubt. The, you know, they've had problems in reason. I mean, think about the Nashville market and Tom Brady and what that would look like and how that would re-energize that entire franchise. It would be amazing from a marketing perspective. And I know that football guys don't make decisions based on marketing and ticket sales and jersey sales and all that, but it, it's tough not to look back and think what could have been if the Titans would have signed Tom Brady and what could have been is what we're witnessing right now in Tampa Bay with the renewed interest in that franchise. They're going to get a lot more nationally televised games. It's going to look a lot different at Tampa, but for the Titans, I mean, Ryan Tannehill did very good. did a very good job last year. Is that going to translate into this year? Is he going to be even close to that? I guess time will tell. Um, we're talking to Chad Withrow at Withrow Zone, 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. I, I'm curious, uh, and, and I know a little bit, you know, that I believe we're going to have uh, the NFL and college football, and we're going to play both. Now, are we going to have tailgating like normal? Are we going to have, you know, 100,000-seat stadiums filled like normal? I am skeptical about that, but I believe we will have the games. And I know there's a huge percentage of my audience out there listening right now that is, you know, you may be an NBA fan, you might be an NHL fan, you might be a Major League Baseball fan, uh, but really you love football, and the numbers reflect that. How worried and nervous are you about whether football is going to be back? Clay, I wasn't nervous until Kirk Herbstreit went on a <laughs> national show and, and said that he doesn't think football is going to happen. Yeah. I didn't think there was any reason to worry about that. I don't know if you saw Eli Drinkwitz of uh, Missouri and yeah. his comments, but he had a conference call and said, you know, Kirk Herbstreit's good at predicting games, but I don't know that he should be putting everyone into a scare about football season going away without any real knowledge of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very nervous now about no football season with, with everything going on with, with COVID-19 and the talks of the second wave and, and everything else. But I, but I just don't know how these athletic departments can survive yeah. not having a football season, even if they do it in January, February, March. You know, and they run it right up against the start of a, a late start to college basketball season or an abbreviated start. I, I just don't see any way that they can miss out on the TV dollars and everything else that goes with it. Then it becomes this big jigsaw puzzle. If you were to, let's say, have the season this summer, for instance, which is one thing that was floated out there, or in starting in January, how the TV networks make that work with other commitments. I don't know how all that works. Would they get a smaller, uh, a smaller payout from the networks? Uh, with all these conferences, I, I don't know how that works, but I do know this. It is going to be very damaging to a ton of athletic departments if they miss an entire football season. Um, and that's why a lot of these coaches and everyone else, they don't even want to talk about that possibility right now. And I don't know that we should re really be talking about the possibility until we get some firm evidence that that's going to happen. But, I mean, I'm like everyone else. You know, <laughs> you hope for the best, and uh, you kind of not fear the worst, but you put in the back of your mind, okay, this could be the worst-case scenario. And right now, from a sports landscape perspective, no football season for anyone across the country is a worst-case sports scenario. 
What's wild about sports being off the television is that people have gravitated towards all different sorts of programming otherwise. And I would say the number one beneficiary, I don't think there's any doubt at all, to sports not existing has been Tiger King on Netflix. The thing has been a viral sensation. I think it would have been a quarter as popular, maybe 10% as popular if sports weren't going on. I watched this uh, documentary series on Netflix. You watched it. It's been number one overall. I'll start with this question. Do you think Carol Baskin either killed her husband or knows who killed her husband? She absolutely uh, either killed her husband or hired someone to kill her husband. Yeah. I don't think there's any way around it. That's that's my belief in that thing. The music video uh, with Joe Exotic yes. uh, feeding the husband uh, to, a, to a tiger is just incredible art. Uh, I mean, the highest form of art, art form is anything with Joe Exotic singing or, or lip singing. Billy Vanillaing his way uh, through a music video is, is incredible. I mean, Tiger King has been an amazing sensation. And it's funny because it's something that seems like it's almost united a country with yeah. the memes that are out there and everything else happening. I think Ozark has been another beneficiary of this with it dropping this past weekend. A lot of talk now has kind of shifted to the new season of Ozark uh, with Jason Bateman, which is a great series also on Netflix. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, nothing takes the spotlight uh, from Tiger King and just how great it's been. Now, would you go visit? I was watching with uh, with Laura, and I was like, "Man, I would a hundred, but like, I kind of want to go to South Carolina whenever this uh, this uh, you know quarantine and shutdown ends, and go to the Tiger Park of this Doc Antle character. Like, I think that would be an amazing way to spend a day. Would you also be interested, having watched this documentary, to go to uh, to to go to one of these Tiger Parks? I mean. I... <laughs> I'd be interested, but I'd also fear the moment in the series, a spoiler alert, where Joe Exotic, when the, the, the young girl gets her arm ripped off that works yeah. for him by a tiger, and he has to go to the waiting room, and he's just completely angry at the woman for getting her, not concerned about her arm being ripped off, but angry at the woman, and he just frustratingly says, look, if someone's got their arm ripped off, you guys can either leave or you, can, you get your money back or whatever. I'm not dealing with it right now. I, I fear that I'd be the one in the waiting room getting ready to go into the tiger park. And then the owner, Doc Antle, or whoever it may be, would come in and say that. And if you had your daughters there, like they're, 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 they never recover from that uh, tra- trauma? Oh, it, it would be bad. <laughs> so, Clay, I've got a question for you that was posed uh, on Twitter yesterday that I thought was amazing. Uh, our buddy Austin Price in Knoxville put this on Twitter as a poll question. If you had your choice to spend the day with one of these two people, who would you spend the day with? Joe Exotic or O.J. Simpson? Uh, I would go O.J., <laughs> Because I, I, I because I, I just I mean I OJ seems more reasonable and like I I legitimately think it would be an incredible story to talk about like if I went and played a round of golf with OJ um, I don't know what I would do with Joe Exotic I mean I'm not into meth I'm not gay uh, which uh, you know the fact that he jo- got Joe three. Exotic knows what he would do with you yeah yeah exactly but so. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what way I would spend the day. I think, you know, OJ, despite the fact that he killed two people, seems eminently reasonable oftentimes on social media. And I think, you know, driving around in a golf cart and playing 18 holes with OJ would not necessarily be an awful way to uh, to spend the day. So I think it's OJ. Yesterday we played OJ reacting, and OJ did a video where he basically said Carol Baskin killed her uh, killed her husband, and it's like, what an unbelievable thing to decide to do if you're O.J. Simpson. 
Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, look, both guys clearly capable of murder. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the comparisons between the two, so you do have to factor that in. Uh, their, their temper gets going. But I, I'm with you. I think I'd pick OJ. I think the uh, what you could get out of OJ in terms of a conversation would be so much more than just the insanity that would come out of Joe Exotic's mouth the entire time. Yeah, I don't have any doubt at all. He's uh, with Rozone. Go follow him on Twitter, at with Rozone. Thanks for swinging by, my man. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thanks, Clay. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Todd Furman joins us now uh, at Todd Furman on Twitter. Furman, are you missing me on television? Absolutely not, but I can tell you one thing, Clay. My beard is coming out in full force. I haven't touched my face with a razor since I think our last show, which would have been in early March. So it would really be playing head games with you if you had to stare at my ugly mug every day. <laughs> well, I have seen the videos you've been putting out for Fox Bet, and I'm kind of blown away by those in general. So uh, in that respect, uh, I at least, unfortunately, am getting a look uh, at things. You texted me that you are so desperate to gamble uh, last night. What is, what is the most recent thing that you have gambled on? So I resisted the temptation as long as humanly possible. I have some buddies out there that have been handicapping a lot of the Madden simulation, some of the eye racing that's <laughs> taken place for NASCAR on Fox. Uh, but I took the lid off Pandora's box. I got in a Nicaraguan Premier League soccer last night. Couldn't even pronounce one of the teams in the matchup. Spent about an hour reading. Some of uh, the articles I read were in English, some were in Spanish. And ultimately, as the gambling gods would have it, I pushed with an underdog plus one who lost the match two to one. So back on the horse, uh, I'll probably refrain from wagering for the next couple weeks now. Uh, what's the longest prior to this that you've gone without gambling on a sporting event? I would say probably two or three weeks, typically during the month of July uh, when things cool down a little bit right after the Major League Baseball All-Star break. There may be a NASCAR race here or there, uh, but that's usually the longest window that I go through in typically a calendar year because once you get to August, you start to handicap preseason football and then the train really gets barreling down the tracks with the NFL college. And that'll carry you all the way through, you know, the NBA finals, the Stanley Cup final, and everything else through June. So probably two to three weeks in July, and that's more a self-imposed break for mental health than anything else. So this is interesting, I think, to people. Yesterday we talked to Frank Isola um, about, you know, he's been doing around the horn for a long time, and they're on a long break you and I, we've done, I don't know, 350, 400, whatever it is, lock it in shows. And you kind of get into a rhythm of doing all these shows. How weird does it feel to you not to be doing the show? Oh, it definitely feels different. I think so much of what I've been able to do from a personal and professional standpoint throughout my life is become a creature of habit. Build that routine that works. You know it probably better than anybody else, given how many hours of content you're providing. And once that gets disrupted, disrupted by things beyond your control, you begin to flounder a little bit. You try and figure out, all right, how early should I wake up? You know, what should I be doing in the afternoon into the evening? Uh, And I joke with my girlfriend that typically 4 o'clock Pacific until about 7.30 or 8 o'clock at minimum, those were the bank of hours reserved for watching sporting events. So what I found, at least for the first couple of days, and it subsided a little bit, is that I would be flipping around trying to find a game or a live sporting event to take my mind off of things, and it's just not out there. 
So I've resorted to taking polls on social media, trying to figure out what shows I should be binge watching. And while you may love Tiger King, I lasted through one episode of that, trying to figure out if I get into the wire or Breaking Bad once I rattle off the three seasons of Ozark. Those are both pretty solid, too, and I've got to catch up with Ozark Season 3. You've got a girlfriend. Have you guys just been sitting around watching a lot of television? Uh, Bouncing around back and forth. We're making sure we give one another plenty of space in the house. Uh, So doing workouts uh, both home and trying to take it out on the road. We're lucky that we're not, you know, essentially quarantined in a city like New York where you really can't go anywhere. Nevada's been, I don't want to say loose with their restrictions, but you can take a walk. You can go out for a couple mile run to help clear your head. And we've just tried to kind of structure our day and break it up a little bit. So we're not couch potatoes watching eight to 10 hours of TV. There's a lot of reading going on and trying to take advantage of some of the projects that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to get to until the summer months. The other thing that we're going through right now is trying to figure out how to schedule a move. So we've been doing a little bit of manual labor, which trust me, I would much rather be doing TV than lifting boxes and loading them into a U-Haul. Talking to Todd Furman, um, you're in Vegas. You mentioned it just now. How strange is it? I, I know you took some pictures just kind of going through, driving through the strip where usually it's chaotic and there's a, there's a pulse, there's an energy that is always there. What does it feel like in Vegas with the casinos all shut down? So I haven't been down to the strip in about two weeks, but I did take some pictures a few weeks ago because I was curious more than anything else in terms of what the strip looked like. And we have known what the city was. After 9-11, it was actually before I moved out here and how businesses kind of subsided. Uh, there were some of the situations and stories out here that people didn't know how to go about locking up their casinos because it's something that they had never done. Because they're open the best- 24 hours a day, seven days oh, a week, like even to shut it, down. That's a great point. Exactly. There was one small casino owner, I believe, in North Las Vegas who said he had never seen the key to his casino since he purchased <laughs> it about 20 years ago. So he had to get the locksmiths out. And I think one of the other things that people fail to realize is security becomes a concern. So right now, if you were to drive down the Strip and actually did go by the Stratosphere a couple days ago, uh, there are wood boards put up there like you would see in front of the main entrances. They're looking for interesting and creative ways to make sure they can secure these properties. But the best way to probably describe it is one of those post-apocalyptic sci-fi movies where Will Smith you know, is walking through a city that's abandoned and it's desolate. There are tumbleweeds. We don't like I am legend, yeah. Exactly. So there hasn't been that landscaping that's really gone awry, uh, but it's just bizarre. I mean, I counted probably 35 people, for those folks familiar with the ride, from Las Vegas Boulevard at the corner of Tropicana up to Las Vegas Boulevard at the corner of Flamingo, you know, up to Caesars Bellagio. I counted 35 people when I made my trip down there, and you'd normally count 35 people just standing in front of a Fat Tuesdays trying to get their yard of margaritas. What do you think uh, as you kind of look forward? Uh, we, I wrote about it at OutKick. You might have read it. Uh, certainly it's been a, a big point of discussion when sports are going to come back. And one of the ideas has been what if the NBA basically relocated to the place where you live now, Las Vegas, and tried to make it a home uh, a, You know, as a result to try to keep the travel down and, and centralize the location and everything else. What do you think about that idea? What do you think the Vegas casino universe would think about that? How do you think it would work? Well, I think there's a ton of factors that you have to try and build into that equation. I do think it's actually a very good idea for whether it's the NBA and the NHL, if they want to get playoffs off without a hitch, to minimize travel and try and cordon off these teams in various cities, whether it's one city, two cities, what have you. The nice luxury that we have out here in in Las Vegas that people fail to realize 
is you could essentially have four arenas that were all within right. you know, a six to eight mile radius. You'd have the Thomas and Mac and UNLV's campus. You'd have the MGM Grand Garden Arena. You'd have the Mandalay Bay Event Center, and you'd have Tom and you'd have T-Mobile, just to name a few. And that was if you wanted to include fans, you could be able to to cater to those folks. Now, if you did it without attendance, I think that's probably the most likely scenario to try and get it to return. But sports, and I think you'll feel the same way, have always been that comfort food that, you know, when you needed that distraction, you could rely on sports being there. So the faster we can create a healthy and safe environment for the players to partake in whatever it is, the end of the regular season or postseason games, I think will go a long way. Now, if the casinos will be open at that time, we can only hope. Uh, because this economy, like some cities that really only have one source of industry and revenue, it fails to function without it. And so the longer the casinos are closed, uh, the deeper the recession that this city will fall into, like a lot of spots around the country. We're talking to Todd Furman at Todd Furman on Twitter. You know a lot more about this than I do. Um, we talk about the NBA, and I can understand how the NBA could do it. I wrote about it, looked into it in Las Vegas. NHL. How many, if you, let's, let's presume that you wanted to do the NHL uh, playoffs. I don't know anything about the ice and how many different teams you could play a game on an ice uh, uh, venue and everything else. How would you do the NHL? Like, would you need three arenas with ice uh, already down in order to do the playoffs if you're in a city? How many teams could you play on one ice, you know, venue over the course? Like, in other words, what I'm saying is, and I think most people will understand this, you could play a basketball, uh, one basketball arena, you can start at 9 a.m. and go all the way till midnight and play all day and have zero issues associated with the court itself, right? Is that possible with ice? How would it work? How many places, how many venues would you need in order to do something similar with the NHL like we're talking about with the NBA? You know, so much of it would be based on the arena and the capabilities for them to try and maintain the quality of the ice. We see it typically throughout, you know, college hockey playoffs and other tournaments where you could get two games uh, that are broken up with an hour between to try and make sure the quality of ice is there. I'd be a little bit more reluctant to try and play games throughout the course of the day, knowing that the NHL players are going to carve up the sheet a lot more than you would with some youth teams and everything else along those lines. But you do have spots, maybe not so many around this country as you would say in the greater Toronto area, where you could have a bevy of arenas, not only from a professional standpoint, from major junior, to try and be able to take full advantage if they were at all worried about the ice quality. But the reality of it is you could theoretically send four teams to different cities, play doubleheaders every night, and kind of rotate to maintain some of that rest balance that teams would have. It would be a little bit more challenging, but I don't think it's an absolutely monumental or daunting task. Just not as easy as the NBA where you could roll the ball out a lot like we do for Vegas Summer League out here. And as you mentioned, essentially have games take place for 12 hours over the course of the day because the hardwood's not really impacted. Yeah, no doubt at all. Todd Furman joining us now out in Las Vegas. Appreciate him getting up early with us. As you look through the uh, the prism kind of of the future of, of sports, do you agree with me that probably – a uh, a PGA return makes the most sense uh, as the sport that's most likely to come back first? I would think so. I mean, you see a lot of the golf courses around the country uh, doing things that they can keep their members out there playing. Now they've gone about their own social distancing measures, whether it's not touching the pins or touching the rake, to allow people out on the golf course. I would think that that made make sense for the most logical sport to return but it was a little bit surprising that the open championship was canceled earlier this week not even postponed 
uh, and I believe on the sports calendar, that wasn't scheduled to go until July. So maybe we're operating under a different set of assumptions than the golf governing bodies are around the world. Uh, that or they just gave in to some of the pressure that was out there, knowing that Wimbledon had been canceled. The Open Championship made a lot of sense. But I still believe that auto racing and golf become the two most logical sports to bring back first before we you know, ultimately get our traditional stick and ball sports. The iRacing has been popular. Have you watched that on FS1? I have. I watched the first race that they showed from Virtual Homestead more out of curiosity than anything else, and I know it did a shade less than about a million people making it the most watched eSports event on cable television. Those numbers were surpassed last weekend when they did a virtual race from Texas. And the NASCAR team even went one step further that there was a dirt race uh, that they showed in the middle of this week. Very curious to see what virtual Bristol will look like this coming weekend. And we can only hope that some of the uh, regulatory bodies out there are able to approve wagering on it because I think that would add an extra layer. And I will openly admit, even being a huge NASCAR fan myself, this was the closest substitute I've seen from a virtual sport to the actual real thing we've grown accustomed to on the weekends. We've talked a lot about on the show today, Tua's draft positioning and also where we think Cam is going to end up. I know there are a lot of different wagering opportunities on FoxBet and elsewhere associated with those two things. Where do you think Tua ends up right now based on your intuition and also what the markets are telling you? And where do you think Cam ends up? Yeah, you mentioned Cam, uh, and you talk about those Fox bet odds. The Chargers are the favorites, although we've seen that number kind of move a decent amount, going from about a dollar forty favorite now to a plus one seventy underdog. Still, the shortest odds out there. Then Jaguars, Dolphins, and Broncos. I think Cam is going to have to be on the sidelines, waiting for teams to figure out how they address the quarterback position through the draft. The fact that he can't get his physicals done, team doctors can't go out there and try and make sure that a surgically repaired shoulder is going to be good to go. But you also have that other layer where you have to explain to Cam you're either bringing him in as a guy that can compete for the starting job or he's going to be a backup and he's got to be comfortable with that role because someone who's accomplished as much as he had with an ego that inevitably comes with it could be a disruptive force. So I can see the Chargers opening that job up if they bring in a young quarterback and let him compete with Tyrod Taylor. Two, on the other hand, I think is a little bit more fascinating in that the Miami Dolphins have largely been talked about as the most logical landing spot, and he is the odds-on favorite to go there. You have to put up a seventy to make a buck coming back. But I think the Chargers are a team that we shouldn't be ignoring. I know Daniel Jeremiah had some strong words about the Chargers' interest there. Normally you get all the NFL analysts that want to weigh in, but Jeremiah calls all the preseason games for the Chargers. So whether he's helping with a smokescreen uh, or actually reflecting some of their genuine interest, I think it makes a lot of sense for a fan base in Southern California to try and cater to maybe Hawaiians who don't have a team to root for. If you could put Tua in Chargers colors and begin to mortgage some of those pieces, because I think he's a much better draw in SoFi Stadium than what you'd get from an understated Justin Herbert. That's Todd Furman. We'll talk about it more. Where's Tua going to go to close out the show? This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!